pornography. Have you watched it? Do you watch it regularly? Do you find it disgusting, weird, uncomfortable, fascinating, intimidating, titillating? Whether you have personally, purposefully consumed pornography or have tried to stay as far away from it as possible, I think it's important to acknowledge its place in our society. According to an organization called Fight the New Drug, Pornhub got 28.5 billion visits in 2017 alone. But what surprised me even more was that the number one search term on porn sites more than lesbians or Asians or whatever else was porn for women. Porn for women was the number one search term in 2017. So I think it's time we start talking about it. Hey, what's up everyone? Welcome to our podcast. My name is Amy. And I'm Dee. And you're listening to Pretty Angry, the podcast where we try to investigate and articulate what the hell women are yelling about. Right. See, Annie and I are seniors at a women's college, which means for the past four years, we've interacted almost exclusively with women on a day-to-day basis. Each week, we're bringing you into some of the conversations we've had on campus about what it means to be a woman in 2018. Today, we're talking about a topic that can get a little uncomfortable, but we're going to try to talk about it as openly and honestly as we can, if only to see if some of our experiences are similar to ones that you might have had. So put your headphones on now, folks. We're talking about sex. I didn't know what an orgasm was when I first had one. I remember my first high school boyfriend performing oral sex on me, and like I felt like my limbs stopped working. I literally didn't know what was happening, and it freaked me out. A few years later, once about all my close friends had had relationships, I opened up to them about some of the questions that I had. How do you know if you orgasmed? Does your vagina hurt during sex sometimes or after sex? Are we supposed to, like, squirt? My boyfriend asked me to squirt for him. Is that like peeing? How do you do that? How did we get this lost? For me, porn has both answered many questions and triggered a lot of confusion. I remember Googling oral sex uh, in hopes of finding some kind of tutorial, and it sort of worked. I learned a lot, I think. And I also remember watching a porn video where the girl seemed to be mid-orgasm for like five minutes straight. Was sex supposed to feel like that for me? I think I can speak for most women when I say that for at least the first few years, sexual activity is pretty confusing. I wonder if boys would say the same thing. (laughs) One thing that helped me lower my confusion was masturbation. (laughs) I just, I just blushed. (laughs) T. Why is female masturbation so taboo and men's isn't? For one thing, the male schema is categorized early on as sexual. Men are expected to be sexual beings, to want sex all the time. This, whether it feel true for all men or only some men, means that society doesn't think twice about a young teen boy wanting to masturbate. Of course he does. It fits his schema. I think another explanation could lie in pornography. As we mentioned earlier, women in porn do seem to experience pleasure during intercourse, depicted via near-constant moaning. But much of the mainstream top videos don't seem to feature women's orgasm at all. What do you mean by that? Like, they're moaning, but they don't seem to be enjoying it. 
or like the guy is very aggressive with his thrusting and maybe never touches the girl's clitoris once and the sex is over when he orgasms and it's clear that she never did probably because i don't know many girls who can orgasm through rough thrusts alone or like when half of the video is the girl giving a blowjob but he never returns the favor i can't watch it Exactly. It's clear that most porn videos are made for men by men with the intention of showing male pleasure. So explain what's wrong with that. Nothing. Except the fact that women and men literally grow up watching porn and learning that authentic female pleasure isn't a necessary part of sex. So going back to the masturbation thing, women aren't prompted to necessarily think about pleasure, and we are sure not prompted to experiment with finding it ourselves. So we are sitting down right now with Jazzy. Um, um, I'm a senior at Columbia. I'm graduating in poli-sci. Um, I work in venture capital now. Nice. cool like that. Um, also, me and I wanted to have Jazzy on because the first time I met her or we had, we hung out, we like talked for like an hour and a half about the just fries, like, I yeah, that. we're in five guys, burgers and fries, just talking about, um, our ambitions and positivity and like travel and stuff. And I was like, this bitch got a lot to say and I like it. I do. Uh, so we're talking about shame around sexuality and I'm wondering what that looks like to you guys like because i think for some people who maybe are experiencing shame myself included i think i've experienced shame around sexuality and i didn't even know that's what it was like yeah. i didn't know um i didn't know it was shame i'm thinking specifically of like masturbation for me yeah um i didn't know anyone masturbated till i was gone to college <laughs> um like, or, sorry i didn't know any women masturbated i, I knew men did yeah. because they talked about it in my sixth grade class openly <laughs> um but I didn't know women did. And when I first masturbated, and for the first like year I masturbated, um, I like couldn't look at myself in the mirror afterward. Like like it was like even though it was something I did like alone in a room, there was so much like like shame around shame. it. Yeah. And just like yeah. I felt exactly really disgusting and really immoral or something even though i don't like come from a religious background um my parents were also pretty open with sexuality there was not much of a reason to think of myself so negatively but it was just in there yeah i think the first time i masturbated was probably even before i had had sex um and it was just pure curiosity you know i had no idea why i was doing like i had no idea that there was like a goal, you know, like I had no, (laughs) like the female (laughs) orgasm is so elusive even to like the female. Yes. Like I had no idea that that was like a thing that could happen and it didn't for a really long time, but it was just kind of a, like, what does this hole do? And like, (laughs) does it feel good? Because it seems like it's supposed to. And so it was like, I, I, I think there was a lot of like, perhaps external awareness of shame because like it wasn't something that I like asked anyone about like it wasn't some something I felt like I could be like go to my mom and be like hey mom like I want to try out this like sex with myself thing what do I do like how do what do I put in there like yeah you know (laughs) even though you guys had this like 
amazing like very open relationship exactly it's like still like 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 who do I ask that question because there's not like there's not someone in place you know like I can't like at 14 years old like walk into the sex shop and be like all right like I'm experimenting with my body like what you got you know I feel like even though my parents are like considered kind of progressive sex was still like really not a thing that was talked about at all and I remember like my I also have an older brother and I remember him like saying things about sex or like making jokes and then I would like go on the like family computer during like my computer screen time (laughs) and google like what is sex like how do you have sex like how what is all of this and I I vividly remember getting screamed at by my parents and getting like my parents are divorced and I remember my dad coming over and having like a sit down with me and my mom being like don't talk about that like don't think about that and it that like has scarred me (laughs) it's so interesting how it's like that translates to like if you're thinking or curious about these things at a young age then you must be interested in doing them yeah but it seems like you could just like expel that fear by being open and honest and and, and I wonder if there's any proof of like if yelling at your kid about thinking about sex will is like will, effective will effect, effectively <laughs> like dissuade them from having sex like I feel like I'm gonna go on a limb and say there's almost no correl. I mean, there's shame. I, it has an effect. Don't yes. get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but the effect that they not want, not that they want. It's not. It's definitely not the effect they want. And, and I don't think that that should should be either. That like everyone should be able to talk graphically with their parents about their intercourse. Like you know, like I mean, that's yeah. might not be the goal. But there's definitely like parents play a role in the things they say matter, and like yeah. having at least some openness where you can go to them. Especially for health concerns and different things. I I have so many friends who like couldn't get birth control because they couldn't talk to their parents about intercourse. But it's like they were still having sex and just not doing it safely because they couldn't talk to their parents about, you know, getting on a pill. It's way more important that I I think that it's way more important for a parent to teach a child how to do things in the world safely, safely instead of just don't do them at all. I remember, um, I think for like my 17th birthday, um, one of my friends, maybe my 18th birthday. Okay. It was my 18th birthday. I remember for my 18th birthday, one of my friends had like jokingly gotten me like an edible strawberry thong and like a package of (laughs) like a package of like condoms that we ended up like blowing into balloons. And I like had them sitting like on my bedside table. And I remember my mom coming in and being like, why are these condoms here? Like you just getting really angry. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't like to this day, I still am kind of confused about like, I, I wasn't having sex and those condoms were not sex related at all. Um, but what if they were? And like, what yeah, if and I now w- I can't, now I can't talk to you yeah. about it because I know that you're going to be mad. You're just mad that I have them. Imagine exactly. if you found out I was using them. Exactly. Well, I think our parents also have shame that we felt like, in them maybe even deeper because they grew up in a different and in a, time completely different time yeah, yeah. And, and and it goes deep like i really think it does and like sex it it is uncomfortable it's so uncomfortable especially women in sex for everyone it makes everyone uncomfortable um and that leads to women in danger women confused yeah um women not knowing how to make themselves orgasm which is like a oh vital part of life 
Jesse, you already mentioned, I think, that you watched or you you saw porn at an early at an age. Early Do you age. still watch porn? Oh, absolutely. Really? <laughs> oh my god, I love porn. What do you love about it? I love that it allows me to change my mind about what I like. Mm. Um, it allows me to understand how sex with different people is different. Um, I go through like phases where like I prefer certain things in like the porn that I'm watching and it like it allows me to like bring something new even to like my own sexual experience like my own sexual life um and it may not like the thing is like I may not necessarily in my real life want to have sex with like four other women you know like that sounds like a lot of work but (laughs) but I can fantasize about it and watch four other women do it instead of me and like it it gives me kind of like the opportunity to experience something that I may not necessarily want to experience in real life I know a lot of women that watch porn like I think most of my friends watch porn pretty regularly yeah and it's it's interesting because it's like it's considered strange, especially at a younger age, if a woman is engaging with porn. And honestly, I think the main problem with porn is that a lot of it doesn't target women. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be honest. I fast forward through the blowjobs. Don't care. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And generally, the woman does not get any sort of reciprocation. And so it's just like, oh, so the woman doesn't get oral sex, but the man does. And that's been like a consistent thing. And so I just skip past that. <laughs> like. Even like when I identified as straight or like thought I was straight, I still exclusively watched lesbian porn just because I like I didn't want to see like a blowjob or like the just the man being pleasured. Like I wanted to see me like someone that mirrored me experiencing pleasure. Yes, exactly. And I'm always like searching like female orgasm. Yeah, because I I, I feel like. (laughs) No matter what I'm into at the time, or even, or even gay sex, like two men having yes. sex, because they're, I love it. I like. I I think I'm an empathetic person. And I can tell when people are faking it or actually into it. One hundred. And I need real. I pleasure. hate. It. I hate it when they fake it. I yeah. just I can't stand it. Yeah. I'm like that would hurt me so much. <laughs> like 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 it really would. And and that's big dick like yeah like there's there's such thing as too much there's definitely such thing as too much yeah and 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 that's what it's like i don't know and and also men are watching porn too i'm wondering what they're learning about women from porn not only are they learning that going down on women isn't maybe expected but also i was with the part i was with a partner who like thought that i could orgasm on On command yeah yeah it's like it was like he was like come for me now like this is happening right now and it would stress me out because i'm like i'm like or me not like, like literally like he snap his fingers but he'd be like like it takes like it's, it's like it's that, a long that moment like, where they think in their head like this is real life and i'm gonna tell her like i want you to come for me yeah and then you're and like you okay <laughs> yeah totally like do, like like do no. do this better <laughs> like, do this better for much longer and, I'll and then do maybe it. like we'll maybe. have a conversation yeah. about it afterward about yeah. what you can do better still like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no, and and I've, I've had that encounter too like so like I said like I it took me a really long time I was I 
think I was 20 um, when I had my first orgasm. Which is very normal. There's a lot of women who There's don't There's a lot of orgasm. women who don't until they're even older. 30, like 40. Much, yeah. much older. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I'm fortunate that that was like my awakening. But I can't say that like I hadn't had a lot of sex before that point. But I just had never, I had no idea what it was. And in line with it, that's pretty funny. Um, right afterward, I called my mom. and the first person that was able to do that was someone who had never encountered a woman who had never orgasmed with him before and so he was extremely determined persistent persistent he was extremely persistent to do what i needed for me to have my first orgasm and God bless him. Can we just like yeah? And the thing is, like, I know, like, it, I know it came from his ego. I know it came from his ego, yeah. and yet that ego was all about my pleasure. And I'm gonna say there's nothing wrong with that because I was on the receiving end of that, you know. And no, so yeah. he he was just extremely determined. And even in porn, I have like favorite porn stars because they focus on the woman. Yeah. And and it's like, of course, like, that's super hot. Like, dude, you make her come every time because you're focused on her. That is the biggest possible turn on. And I think most men are turned on by the female orgasm. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, like, even if it's not shown in porn, I think a lot of men when it, when it comes time like their ego and, and, and their yes. their penis like all parts of them the, the, all parts of them those two parts the, the only parts two, the, the, the only the, parts all parts of them in that moment <laughs> that are awake um though they 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 love the female orgasm just as much as we do you know yes. so it's so i feel like there's definitely a win-win situation if the female orgasm became a more of an expected part of intercourse yeah. in one of my relationships i told my partner that um if I didn't come, neither did he. That's like the biggest dick energy I've ever I mean, heard. Yeah. Yeah. What do you say? And like, how does that go? Because I know for me and think for a lot of other people that are my friends, women, it's really hard to try to tell someone they're like doing something wrong. Yes. Like I tend to fake orgasms because I don't oh want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yeah, like, because I, because uh, otherwise I feel like they'll feel, because I, I, I know their ego's involved, and like, we're having a good moment, like, they're trying, and I don't want, I don't want to hurt their feelings, or, or not hurt their feelings, I, I don't want to, like, ruin the moment by having their ego deflate. Base level, I completely disagree with women faking orgasms, 100%. Let me know why. Um, because it's not our job to make them feel better about an experience they're already enjoying. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I want to I want to enjoy it as much as they're enjoying it and faking it just would make it worse for me and I've never I've never faked an orgasm. I'm not even sure I I could. I don't I mean like perhaps at like one point I was a good enough actress to pull that off, but like <laughs> absolutely not like my orgasms are like an exorcism. And so I, I just, I just like, I don't, I just, I don't necessarily think that it's our job to make our partner feel better about not knowing what we need in the moment. I definitely understand like not wanting to hurt someone's feelings, especially when it comes to sexual sexuality. And especially if you already know that there's like shame involved because you don't want to shame them more. Like, the goal should be to bring someone out of their sexual shell when you're having this conversation with them. 
And it's, I think the faking of the orgasm is taking that like concern one step further. You're also hopefully opening the door to learn what your partner would like and, right. and and maybe even explore the next thing that, you know, neither one of you have done or one of you has tried and you want to do it together. And, and the only way any of that can happen is by having a conversation with your partner. Like even if you're like waiting for marriage, for example, to yeah. have sex, once you're married, don't you deserve good sex? Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Like the other episode we were talking with our a guest named Andrea about pain during sex and how there's growing research about um, probably millions of women who who experience pain during mm-hmm. sex for various reasons, like medical reasons. Yeah. Um, and I also wonder how much the shame and the silence around sex means that women are in painful situations and not they can't talk about it with yeah. their parents or and their the doctor is, like, because they're ashamed, you know? We should even get to the point where, like, in the moment... Yeah. You yeah. can say, I'm in pain. You're hurting me. Stop. Like, I did and, and that. It's wild. That I did that the like, other day. Yes. Like, and it was, it was, I, I, I was, I, Paul, I said it and then I was apologetic. Like, mid, like, mid, nothing's less sexy than mid sex being like, I'm so sorry. You don't know what you're doing and you're hurting your partner. And, and, again the only way to fix that is to be like hey can you can you like stop what you're you're doing because that actually hurts me and and it's crazy that the shame keeps people in pain like something I was thinking a lot about um in terms of like whose bodies are valuable and whose bodies are like we want to consume it's often like the thin tall like white woman with like just the right size boobs like not too big not too small um and to me that's absolutely absurd agreed and like as a, a woman of color you know like being biracial um it's also really difficult um because one, it's really hard to find sexual images that look like me. Yeah. Um, and it's becoming more common um, because people are forcing themselves to do it, which, you know, feels a little weird. But um, I even remember when I was younger, someone telling me that white vagina is just prettier than black vagina. Yikes. Yes. Legitimately, someone said that to me. And it obviously has stuck with me. Um because I think about that. Um, and I can honestly say I do not watch black porn. Actively do not watch it. Yeah. Um, and, and so it can get it can get difficult, especially when you're trying to like find your own sexuality and you're you're looking at examples and you don't see someone who looks like you or or someone that you can relate to. And in even in the way of like perfect boobs, perfect vagina, perfect figure. Um, and, and I'm actively trying to push myself away from that. Even when, you know, I'm, I'm looking at photos on Instagram, you know, I, I look at a celebrity that in my mind I think is absolutely gorgeous and she is wearing this risque, like super bold dress that I tell myself I could never wear. And then I realize that she has the same exact body type as I do. And yet I'm telling myself that I can't wear that. And I think a small part of us wants to be that sexy, vivacious, fearless porn star who's not afraid of just being a sexual being. And and it's okay to see yourself in that, especially when it comes to your body. I feel like expressing sexuality 
is and the way that sexuality is perceived especially for like black and brown bodies yes. is just so different they're more of an object than like the well they're they're a category yeah i mean ebony porn that is the category so is biracial biracial porn they labeled porn that has a white person and a black person having sex together because apparently that's not just sex well the default is white people having sex. the default is white uh and one of the crazy things is especially with me being biracial um i don't fit into ebony or normal uh i in the sexual world am considered exotic so it's hard it's definitely hard like exploring your sexuality in a in a world where you are labeled as other well jazzy thank you so much for coming and having this conversation with us thank you for inviting me uh sex is my favorite topic so yes thank you for being so open anytime <laughs> that was that was like open light for me as well so like <laughs> wow i'm looking forward to <laughs> future conversations yeah let me ask you some questions Amy. go for it let's say you're in a rush shuffling through some papers trying to find a particular one and what context is this in? Oh, I don't know. But it's happening. You're ruffling papers and you accidentally cut your finger. A paper cut. A bead of blood forms. Might you suck on the wound briefly to clear the blood away? I mean, it sounds weird, but when you put it like that, yeah, I would wipe it on my jeans or probably just lick it off. Right. So my other question would be, would you ever lick period blood from your tampon? uh gross no absolutely not never like ever (laughs) never not even for a million dollars yeah right (laughs) okay same i don't blame you the thought of doing that makes me truly want to die but my point is that the blood on our hands and the blood in our wombs is not much different blood is blood and a finger touches far more germs in a day than the interior of our vaginas do or even our tampons do The hands are filthy. So why do we have such a visceral, disgusted reaction to our own vaginal blood? Because we harbor shame and disgust around our private parts. Sex in America is a taboo subject to begin with. Women and men who think often about sex or who know what they want in the bedroom are called dirty. Whether the phrase dirty mind holds a negative or positive connotation for you, the language we use to describe sexual people contributes to the internal beliefs we hold about a topic. Women specifically, however, are inundated with tales of promiscuous women who sleep around with too many men. These women are slutty and might even be described as dirty or filthy. Even more directly, women are sold vaginal cleansing products. A douchebag is a small syringe used to clean the inside of a vagina. But Annie, did you know that our bodies naturally flush out and clean our vaginas? I did know that, actually. Doctors recommend that you don't douche because it can, quote, change the necessary balance of vaginal flora or bacteria that lives in the vagina and natural acidity in a healthy vagina. I read that on womenshealth.gov. Yeah, that's wild. 
But when I first heard it, I was completely shocked. I've used special shower wash before because it was supposed to make my vagina smell good or whatever, but apparently that's bad for you too. The point is that our vaginas are perfectly clean and healthy as they are. But all these products make us think otherwise. Society in general seems to tell a subtle message about women's vaginas, that they're dirty. And it obviously sticks with us because we would never lick a tampon. Or touch ourselves. Many women find it gross or uncomfortable to masturbate in any way. Exactly. There are many more things to talk about when it comes to pornography in 2018. But one thing that I think is worth a larger discussion is the depiction of violence in porn. Specifically violence against women. I'm not talking about the BDSM sector of online porn where chains and choking has become some of the norm online. Instead, I want to talk about the prominence of rape videos online. Videos where men put their penises in sleeping women or begin to have sex with their stepsister despite her initial protest. I think an issue with these videos is the fact that the protest is only initial, suggesting that she begins to like it. Though when she said no in the beginning, a part of her didn't really mean it. In other videos, men begin to choke women without asking first. This is probably an agreement between the porn stars before they start filming, but some viewers might not realize that. They think porn is real life. I believe it's easy to say that most of these porn videos are so outlandish that no one watching would try to replicate it in person. And I think this is likely true for a lot of people. But when boys grow up seeing these images of hairless women with meaningless nose... It's easy to see how they can contribute to the confusion about consent later on. When I say no, I want someone to listen to me and believe me. I don't mean keep trying or secretly I want it. I mean stop. Porn is consumed so regularly by so many people, and yet we never seem to discuss its implications. If there was a show that the majority of the country watched multiple times a week, we would talk about it. There's a difference between wanting to keep my sexual life private out of choice and being made to feel ashamed of my sexual life. Most women experience the latter. Well, that makes me pretty angry. For more information on female masturbation and achieving orgasm, visit omgyes.com. And let us know your experiences around shame and sexuality. Tweet us and insta us at prettyangrypod or leave us a comment on our website prettyangry.org. Thanks for listening.